All right, so Zachary, I have a question. Michael, what? Uh, have you ever used a belt? Uh, I I don't really like belts. Okay, I, I think they're okay. they're usually for people who sort of lap over their pants, and I'm not one of those people. Okay, that that actually makes a lot of sense to me that you wouldn't really know too much about how a belt works because you're terrible at keeping things and or people inside loops. Michael. We had a scheduled time. We did I not. Like we did not. We did. Have a scheduled no. time. We had a rough look at our estimate. Chat. No, look rough, at our chat. No, we go said... to the receipts. Pull up the receipts. We both have receipts here, <laughs> Allie. It's the same yeah. chat. I'm happy to go to the receipts. Let's In fact, go to the I receipts. I would prefer it. And I quote: "We text too much. That's mainly what it says." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, putting it that says, aside, so funny, Christian lady, crow, cope. <laughs> you you said I gave you options. Insulting you mutual said, friends. Insulting mutual friends. Uh, questionable choice of emojis. Questionable yeah. choice of emojis. Wow, that oh, word is th- not appropriate for a podcast. <laughs> and then I gave you some time options, and you said, "Let's do this time option." Mm. And oh that's no, no, it. no 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 that is a range. That is not a time option. That's a, oh, that oh. says blank to x to y. Okay, let's just say the time. That's a 7 8. Yeah. I assumed. I assumed reading that that meant we would start recording at 7 mm. and then be done by 8. You know what That's they say what about assumptions? Means. They say you're a fucking asshole. When you say let's do 7 8 for an hour long podcast, I think that's what we, that means. No, 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 no. Okay, one, one. Recording time usually is not standardized at exactly 1 hour. We're usually talking hour 15, hour 30. Do a little cutting, a little trimming. Second of all, we're specifically talking about not the length of the podcast, the duration of the podcast, the window of the podcast, but the start time of the podcast. You had posited some times. I gave you a range. You agreed upon the range. And then you said, and I quote, seven should be chill, which is approximately. I, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a scientist. I'm not even a grammar narcissist. But I can tell you that seven should be chill is at least two or three qualifiers on the start time of seven, followed immediately by the words, I'll keep you in loop. Okay, I presume, that means I presume if something changes. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Make your case. Make your case. I've talked no, over you enough. No, go ahead. Dig, talked- dig the grave. We have taught we agreed seven. You said seven, eight. I was in the interpretation that we had agreed seven keep you in the loop therefore from there just means if something changes because you know of other obligations Mm -hmm. i'll let Mm -hmm. you know but nothing had changed obligations okay we had not we had never agreed upon seven as a start time well that's the fundamental disagreement we agreed that seven and i quote should be chill you're only disagreeing with yourself (laughs) so what i was chill it remains chill i'll keep you in a loop means to me that I will be receiving a confirmation at some point that Seven indeed has in fact remained chill and thus shall at that time and at no time before become the assigned time upon which the pod begins. But when we are past the seven o'clock hour and I get a text out of nowhere being like, (laughs) okay, I'm ready, let's do this. Absolutely blindsided. Okay, okay. When I said let's do this, it was 6.59. Mm. So te- mm. technically, mm. you could argue. We 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 are in fact arguing this point, my friend. <laughs> I think it's clear that I'm right. I, I think, think I think what is spoken. clear. Okay, dear listeners, this is very important to us. <laughs> Zachary has committed a grave sin, both in the vagaries of his language and 
even more importantly, in his certitude that he was correct after the vagaries of his language. Uh, the fact that he comes at me, he throws shade back at me and says, hey, we agreed upon this. What are you even doing? You don't go anywhere. Also, your penis is small. This is a mean chat. <laughs> Look, you don't go anywhere. Your penis is small. I don't know what, you know what, why? what the insult is. You know probably is. why I can't go anywhere? Because I can't hold my pants up because I'm out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your your small penis would be right there to hold them up. It's too small. Can't do the work. Uh, the moral of the story is Zach is wrong. Uh, everyone agrees. Thank you. Thank you in advance to everyone listening for confirming that Zach is wrong and foolish. And that should be chill is not, in fact, a uh, an establishment of time. But I, I just think the entire of the conversation is pointing to seven being the default. Uh, listen, then, the absolutely, the conversation was in desperate need of someone to say that, like, yes, the time we discuss is, in fact, the go time. And I waited for hours for that confirmation, <laughs> just languishing in uncertainty, not knowing my status with regard to loopness. Uh, absolutely it unacceptable. Chill. It was chill. I said it was chill. Uh, listen, you say a lot of things are chill that aren't, Alex. We don't need to get into that on this podcast. That's another airing of grievances right there. And another thing about the Confederate flag. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I am your mutually reciprocating host, Michael Tabor. So, Michael, we're recording this several days after our initially planned time. And yeah, because no, we never my, could figure it out. My arm is in a cast. Uh, I have I have <laughs> lost several friends. My mom won't call me back. Um, this has gone places, but you know what? We're here. We're on the other side of it. We uh, we aired our grievances, and now we're here to do the most important work two white, cis, heteronormative men can do. Record a podcast. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really, all, everything that Marx had to say about podcasts, mm-hmm. we are doing. That is this true. This is how the revolution begins. The truest Marx- practice. And yeah. and I am so glad that we're able to set aside our differences to focus on the thing that we are truly here to value, uh, the most holy of numbers, episode sixty nine, baby, we made it. The number of completion nice. is in fact here. Have I have I told you my have I done my theory of sixty nine being the best number and position? I mean, I think uh, that's on the, the podcast, the internet. Yeah, but have thing? I? But yeah, ha- give, I, go I, ahead, go ahead, say your piece about both the six, but do not forget that nine. I think there's something beautiful about 69. Is it a fun sex position? Obviously not. It's a giant pain. It's a logistical nightmare. But here's the thing I think about 69. I think it's a beautiful dream that one person could please another person and the other person could please them at the same time. It's kind of beautiful. It's a story about mutual love. It's, a, it's, it's an aspiration for co-orgasming 
I think as socialists, it should be what we aspire to, the mutual aid of sexual positions. I think, I think 69 is a beautiful idea, not unlike communism itself, that requires perhaps a better world, but is worth striving to every single day. It's beautiful, Zachary. Let's get back to the Thank logistical you. issues involved in the six and the nining. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> I just... I think it's just difficult for both of you to be trying to do hold on to one's business. Okay, I will at the say same this. Time. This is an important consideration that I think is often undervalued in the 69 sure. rhetoric. Sure. Angles, angles of approach. These are different. Right. Well, okay, let's be clear. We are okay. already speaking in very heteronormative terms. This is of not course. always the case for people. Of course. And to those people that are not dealing with the mismatch of angles, more power to you. Well done. Yeah, I think good, you guys for y'all. got it figured out. But yeah. there are there are angles involved in neck positioning that have to be like semi semi meaningfully different for both partners, mm -hmm. as well as a right. question, a general question of torso length. It's an right. undeniable question in the sixty nine. Yeah, um, height height. Even if it doesn't, even if you're not a heteronormative couple where height differences are extremely common, uh, it's you're not always going to line up perfectly, it, you know. And, and I just think the truth of it, we live in an imperfect world, you know. You might as well take turns. But I, I want to live in a world where sixty nining is is possible, if nothing else. Yeah, I think in heaven, all torsos will be of equivalent length to facilitate better sixty nining across the cosmos. I love that, man. Yeah. So, okay. Zach, moving on <laughs> from your perverted, absolutely disdainful obsession with oral sex <laughs> positioning. Uh, we are, in fact, on episode 69 of Shitty Christians. And we, we figured nice. that that needed nice. Uh, a little special, special episode. Yeah. A, little, a little Shitty Christians after dark, if you will. Some, some pizzazz. So, Zach, I created a little thought experiment. I thought it would give us a okay. chance to um, talk about some things, really get down and dirty into both the nitty and the gritty of sexuality. Uh, so, stay with me here, Allard. Okay. You are a 19-year-old. Yeah, that's literally true. Mm -hmm. You're a seminary student. Oh, okay. <laughs> this took a turn. They're very different turn than nineteen-year-old me. We'll continue. <laughs> yes, you are betrothed. Nice. So it's like a you know, just imagine like a Brooke, Bethany, maybe yep. a Betsy. Uh, you guys met at a Young Life retreat. You lied about okay. how much you love the Barlow girls. You've been dating for ten weeks, engaged for eight and a half of them. <laughs> Zachary. Yes. You have fought the good fight. You have finished mm -hmm. the race. You have kept the faith in your pants. Ugh, dude, it's been so hard in every capacity. You, my friend, are a virgin. And to be clear, yes. to be clear, we're not talking about any sort of like technicality and virginity. It's a made up term anyway. I'm talking about the like avert your eyes during the kissing of Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, fast forwarding through that one part of like the Princess Bride when they're talking about perfect breasts. Like yep. when yep. you feel yourself struggling with passion you turn on your copy of the passion of christ the problem is that all okay. that blood all right. just all keeps right all right calm it down Alex. <laughs> stay with the thought experiment you 19 year old virgin fuck okay according to jerry your 23 year old 23 year old uh youth group leader with the tight khakis you are fucking yeah. killing it bro that's true. He's and his wisdom and age really helps me feel good. 
I'm really, I'm really proud of you, man. You made it. You made it to 19 years old. And now your wedding night is upon you. The ring is on your finger. Your forbearance has borne fruit in the form of fanciful fornicating for the purposes of future fecundity. Allard, (laughs) there is, in fact, only one problem. Wait, there's a problem? There's just one. You have no idea what the fuck you were doing. Yes, in this purely theoretical <laughs> scenario, I have no idea in what In this I'm thought doing. experiment, and this thought experiment only, Zachary doesn't know how to have the good sex. <laughs> All right, so, Allard, that's the position you find yourself in. Ha, huh? what do you do? I blow on it. <laughs> that was the wrong time to take the sip of my beer. Um, okay, all right. Uh, roll for initiative. No. Um, <laughs> look, whatever it is, whatever sort of genitalia I'm dealing with, blow on it. Blow on it. Perhaps, Zachary, young 19 year old Zachary, uh, newly married to Beth or Broker Bethany or whatever. Uh, perhaps yep. you hop upon Brookany. One... It, her name is Brookany. <laughs> her it's, name it's is very Brooke. exotic. Uh, you hop upon one google.com for the first time in your life. You turn that safe search down to moderate (laughs) and you do a little light Googling because you got to find out, Zachary, you know what you need? You need some Christian sex advice. I do. I do. You do. You're a Christian. You're trying to have some sex. It's time to figure this out. Look, I don't want to get too graphic, but when Brookany and I tried to get down, uh, I couldn't figure out where the bra was mm-hmm. like i've read yeah. that it's hard to get it off but sure. i'm not sure where it was supposed to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, why is it around her belly button what are these loops i i don't understand so you're admitting you have a problem with loops i, I god damn it <laughs> <laughs> so okay all right all right zachary uh you're you're in the bathroom of your bridal suite or your honeymoon yes. suite, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You are feverishly yep. Googling, claiming you need a shower. Uh, and you stumble <laughs> upon one of the first things that comes up when you Google Christian sex advice for your wedding night. <laughs> Equippinggodlywomen.com That looks like a website that's going to help me. Because I'm trying to equip Brookany. Oh, yeah. You were, trying, you were trying to both eat and quip some Brookany right now okay so the, here here's the question want better sex in christian marriage answer yes zachary they wrote an article just for you uh as it turns out this is written by Brittany. oh she that's brookany's sister <laughs> nice yeah, it's, it's like her second cousin uh she is in fact a mommy blogger who says in her about me that she is here to help busy christian women banish guilt and and overwhelm to create a faith family and life they love I read that correctly. To banish the guilt and overwhelm. That 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 is that is because you know, like Shakespeare, neologisms are the sign of a good writer. That's Keep true. Going. That's true. When you are inventing new uses for words, I mean, that's just like this is this is a one woman letter, Kenny, right here. She is just creating slang left and right. Okay, yeah. Brittany, on to the opening <laughs> line. This is a desperate situation. Zach doesn't have much time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, more than. What 30 more minutes and I'll be crossing that four hour threshold. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. Please elaborate. <laughs> Erections. <laughs> okay. 
opening line of Britney's advice column about how to have better Christian sex in marriage, in Christian marriage. My mm-hmm. husband and I often find ourselves talking with other couples about our sex lives. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> what? What's that dog? <laughs> okay, I it's it's like that time you remember, Michael. You're you're mm-hmm. you're you're a married gentleman when you I and am, your partner were out at lunch at Applebee's with another couple and all talking about how you 69 each other. <laughs> and oh yeah, no, I mean I made very explicit uh, you know diagrams in the cheese artichoke dip that they served me at Applebee's. Okay, that's skillet cheese at Chili's though was what you really needed. <laughs> yeah, it 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 has the uh um the grip that I needed, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, God. and and in when you were 69. <laughs> <laughs> uh just an incredible open line okay all right so we're already dealing with like wannabe christian swingers yep second line i blame him because he's a dude who is unabashed about his enjoyment of it he likes to talk about it with no hesitation bringing it up period space bar space bar question mark i have so many questions (laughs) (laughs) do you have period space bar space bar question mark questions yeah, that those th- that empty space holds a holds a lot of room for like this guy is a bit of a perv. <laughs> yeah, so this dude just to just to paint a picture here, we're out here we're out here having a nice brunch with Brittany, mommy blogger who's here to help us conquer overwhelm, and uh, and her husband who's immediately talking about a uh, reverse cowgirl over brunch. Yeah, I just like here's the thing i don't even like britney and her husband we're just trying to eat it i'm just trying to eat my fucking skillet cheese and hang out (laughs) and he keeps talking about smashing in the bathroom and it's like dude i just you're i don't want to imagine that and he told me i was going to hell when i ordered my bottomless mimosa which i did not appreciate two lines down from this keep in mind this is one of the first things that pops up when you google christian sex advice Brittany says, as my husband puts it, sex can be a barometer for your relationship's health. What is this what is this dude's qualifications? Like he's a fucking <laughs> insurance adjuster? Like shut the fuck up, man. It is like one, it is okay, one, let's just keep this in mind. You're a man locked in a bathroom trying to figure out how to have sex with your new bride at 19. Your seminary <laughs> it's not helping. You don't know how any of this works. These it's are not all helping. facts. This is all these are all facts. And like this is the thing that you reach out to. And it's literally just like, so my husband's kind of a perv who can't stop talking about sex at lunch. Also, <laughs> sex, he has decided that sex is now the measurement for our relationship's health. And listen, <laughs> we're a sex positive podcast. Uh, oh, for sure. Without being exclusionary of like our ace uh, homies. Like, sure, can sex be one of many metrics that go into the question of like how we understand what a healthy relationship looks like? Absolutely. It's in the conversation. It's in the mix. But like even that is infinitely more complicated than what I'm sure Barry here, we're just going to assign him a name, Barry yeah. means. Because yeah. Barry literally is thinking of this like like a, like a squeeze compatibility meter. Like how hard you have sex or how much you have sex <laughs> determines the quality of of your marriage look uh, i'm gonna that's... i'm gonna tell you what's happening barry wants to smash and so barry has decided to tell his wife that like if we don't smash that means we don't have a good marriage that's all yeah. that's happening and to be clear all that you young 19 year old zachary allard trapped in the in, in the bathroom of his honeymoon suite waiting to have sex with his bride for the first time need to know is how to put the penis in Like, that's all you need. But you have immediately fallen down a rabbit hole of questions about the barometers of your relationship vis-a-vis orgasms. 
Yeah, because like, why is it so complicated down there? Where does my where does my penis go? Yeah. So now that we've learned that Brittany is married to a fucking perv, yeah. uh, and and somebody engaged in some very toxic masculinity, wherein he defines his wife's worth by how often she has sex with him. Brittany, though, has some advice for us. Okay. This might help you, Allard. If not on your wedding night, then in, then in your new marriage. Uh, you guys are going to have to find figure out how to make it work if you're going to lead the youth retreat. <sighs> Number one piece of advice. Oh, I'm so consistency. excited. Scrolling down. It's consistency? What does that mean? Cultivates <laughs> intimacy. Okay. So, Zach, the thing that you need to know is that if you want to get your wife super horny, if you want to get her all turned mm-hmm. on, there is nothing sexier than Google Calendar alerts demanding sex at regular intervals. Okay. So keep I'm, to a schedule, Allard. Yeah. That's that's what's good with physical intimacy. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just it's nice to know that you have to have it at a certain time and place. You know, when the requirement is what's so horny about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's if there's one thing that my life needs, it's another obligation that I must do on someone else's time and schedule. That's that's the one thing my life needs more of. You you know, what's fun in a long term relationship Mm -hmm. doing a chore for your spouse. That's always the best. People love that. We're not. we're not trying to say that sex is a chore. We would never say that. We're no. evangelical, heterosexual, cis-normative <laughs> men. We're, we're su- all we care about is sex, clearly. That's all we've been told our whole life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's funny how immediately, immediately, this is the story about basically how do you force yourself to have sex with your husband? <laughs> well, at least it's, there's some veracity to it. I'm not sure how helpful it's going to be for you young Zachary Allard but let's move on to to point two maybe that'll be more helpful quickies are okay too still still in here with my throbbing erection but okay (laughs) okay so this one I only bring up for one very specific reason in that this woman Brittany the mommy blogger yes redefines the definition of a quickie feels like really toxic way feels like that shouldn't be a thing you can define Feels that pretty simple. Zachary, tell me, what's a quickie? I know uh, you don't know much. You're here you're here for answers, but illuminate it for our listeners real quick. But in theory, abstractly, uh-huh. I I understand it to mean quick sex, boom boom, knock it out. Get get in, get out. Yes. Sex or even just a sexual act without a lot of buildup and foreplay, boom boom. For yes. for Brittany, uh quickies are specifically about the idea that you are having sex when you don't super feel like it. Oh, this is this is a psychological insight that I'm not sure Brittany mm-hmm. means to give us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brittany says, do you feel like every time you get physically intimate, it has to be fireworks? If so, you're going to set yourself up for disappointment. Uh, oh, Brittany. <laughs> here's another thing Christian marriage intimacy uh, should note. Quickies are okay because sometimes something is better than nothing. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> There's nothing in the fundamental, like, uh, dare I be a quickie fundamentalist that says that, like, people are not enjoying the sex that they're having. Clearly, Mm -hmm. there are questions to be asked about, like, you know, what turns you on? What works for you? Is more foreplay required? These are all important questions in in any sort of relationship. But the idea of a quickie doesn't have dissatisfaction built into it. Uh, 
Not for the general public. No. <laughs> I think I think but for I think for poor Brittany, it, it's a, qu- a quickie. It's any any time she's not in the mood. It's really weird. It's like, like like even just the metaphors, like the fireworks. It's just it's just yep. telling on yourself. Like, hey, listen, listen. It's okay to have sex with your husband that you don't enjoy uh, without any pretense of foreplay, because you know, let's be honest, he's not that good in it anyway. Uh, and it's not like you were gonna get that much, you know, much more than a Roman sparkler out. So you know, might as well just get it over with. I mean, dinner's on the stove, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh man, people, people, people. Anytime people write write about this stuff, they say a lot about their own lives. Yep. Christian sex advice, ladies and gentlemen. Advice nugget number three. <laughs> Zachary, listen, it's okay from time to time to meet one partner's physical needs without having a deep emotional connection. I feel like this is rapidly becoming not about me at all and more about Brittany writing uh Brittany writing an SOS and through this blog. Yeah, <laughs> like, and this is, this like, is it's, something it, we've it, it reminds me of like House of it reminds me of House of Leaves at the end yeah. when there's these, there's these letters and you have to read every first letter to decode the message of every sentence. And it reveals this horrifying message about abuse and someone being trapped. And except this is somehow less subtle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is actually like the House of Leaves guy's second novel where you read her blog from the front and the back. And in the middle, it meets up and says, I want a divorce. <laughs> and- <laughs> Are we quickly discovering the theme here, Zachary? You came here just trying to learn how to satisfy your wife. And what you were finding is that there's a whole blog dedicated to how uh, to convincing your wife to have sex with you, even though she super doesn't want to. (laughs) Written from a wife's perspective. Yes. The patriarchy enforced by the wife. Special trick that Southern Baptist figured out. But hang on, hang on. She's going to throw in a curveball. You ready? Advice piece number four. Get adventurous from time to time, Allard. This, I, okay, this, this I, might have some useful, maybe, some useful information. Maybe this, maybe it'll be adventurous enough that one or both partners will enjoy it. I'm hoping. Yeah. Let's hope. Uh, so, okay, now is the time. This is what you came for, Zachary. You came for some information. Adventure. Next line. What that means is entirely up to you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know where it goes. <laughs> and listen, I am sure, I am sure in some terrible book written in the 80s that was extremely homophobic for like <laughs> extreme, like extremely. Uh, there is some Christian diagram about a penis going in a vagina, but I have to say I never saw anything in any of the Googling I did for this episode that actually was just like, hey, here is how you have sex. Here are the things that could make sex better. Here are the mm-hmm. things you need to like look out for. Uh, here is how to be a good and caring partner. Uh, also fucking chill. Like <laughs> nowhere was that advice. Uh, but okay. She does have some ideas though. Some ideas okay. to mix up sex in a Christian marriage include atmosphere, attire, location, <laughs> still quote, and yes, position. Okay. Okay, I'm getting maybe I mean, maybe I'm getting close. Who what when where why and how? <laughs> this this woman took half of a journalism class at like Vance Granville Community College and is like <laughs> writing a writing a byline. I have a question though. 
Why mm. the and yes position? It feels like position it's... should be higher on that list. If I'm okay, trying so to spice something up. This is definitely Christians being a little bit edgy, being like, mm-hmm. I know you think it's only moral to do it missionary style. Like, yeah. but I'm telling you, you can occasionally also do it missionary style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can occasionally you can, do it missionary style, but like for the underground church, you know, so it's crazy. You can occasionally do it missionary style with your eyes open. <laughs> you can occasionally do it missionary style, like when you and your youth group all got to pretend you were in the underground church and got <laughs> yelled at by elderly men. <laughs> okay, that still happens. Okay, <laughs> so that's the line. That's the whole line. Atmosphere, okay. attire, location, and yes, position. Next sentence. I won't be any more explicit than that. Oh, my God. Brittany, <laughs> you had not been explicit at all. I came Brittany. to you for help, and you have given me given me a series of nouns. Brittany, you have given birth. How are you this precious about sex? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have anything to say on that. Shout out to all the moms listening to the podcast. But Brittany, get your shit together. Yeah, but not shout out to Brittany. Brittany, I am still here. I need help. Zachary still doesn't know what he's doing. Still locked in the bathroom. Okay, that was not super helpful. As it turns out, when you Google Christian sex advice, what you mostly get is Christian relationship advice. But you know what, Zachary? (laughs) There's probably a reason for that. No reason for that. That's not going to help you right now. You're all jazzed up from the fruit punch fountain you had at your reception. You need to help now. You know what? Maybe it's time to get a little medical on this. Okay. That might help. Maybe it's time to consult a doctor. (sighs) We're we're nearing that time regardless. Maybe a doctor whose focus is on the family. Okay. If that's what it (laughs) takes. I was kind of hoping to wait a year or two for that, but that's okay. uh 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 So we went to Dr. James Dobson's uh, website, focusonthefamily.org. We've talked about them before. Many mm-hmm. forms, many fashions. Uh, let's hear what this, uh, this doctor has to say. Oh, actually, as it turns out, their one article that they had for your wedding night is a broken link. No. <laughs> I was so close. You go there and it says, there's been a critical error on this website. I've got to stop rubbing my business against her hip. I need help. <laughs> This is not work. This I can't even figure out fraudage. Oh, yeah. Zachary is at a sub-fraudage level currently. That is undeniable. <laughs> okay. You know what, Zach? We've been we've been beating around the bush, so to speak. And, well, um, not even so to speak over, over <laughs> these parts. You know, we've been going, we've been going to the to the, the old hands. That's not helpful. Mm-hmm. You and I on this very podcast have already checked in with the millennials that are going right. to teach us how to have some godly heterosexual sex. I'm talking, of <sighs> course, about YouTube sensations, Paul and Morgan. I am excited. Paul and Morgan seem so chill, so cool. They're so hip, so with it. They're wearing Gap. My God, how, how more with it can you be? Product in the hair helps them yeah. get you there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so Paul and Morgan have a have a ten minute video trying to help you get prepared for your wedding night. Oh, thank um, goodness! Come on, Paul and Morgan, get clinical with it. Let me just tell you, the first three minutes are absolutely just blabbering on about nothing, <laughs> trying to get you to subscribe to their channel. Incredibly fucking useless. Impressively, 
fucking useless. Okay, how's his hair look here? Does he have like the side the side cut with the long top? Like what's he what's he doing? What's he rocking right now? <laughs> uh Paul Paul is forever uh rocking the Patrick Bateman vibes. Uh <laughs> I know that's an overused reference for me on this podcast, but it turns out that mm-hmm. yeah, most of the people we talk about are basically serial killers. So like I don't really know what to tell you. Uh Paul terrifies me. Sure. Um sure. He's 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 an emotional abuser is 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 obvious. Oh, but. that is literally true and also just like it's a little true of me watching his content. It's it's a little <laughs> it's a little creepy. Okay. So, it actually starts out pretty good. All right. You ready? You ready for tip number 1? Yes, please. It's okay to not have sex on your wedding night. Only helping in the sense that it's letting me down easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Zachary, Zachary, it's okay. No, I'm like Yes, if you're a person that's that never true. so much as kissed your spouse, by no means should you be trying to stick your dick anywhere on your hey, wedding night. Hey, I kissed her hand the first uh-huh, day, when, uh-huh. like the the on our tenth date, and uh, then she told me not to do that again. <laughs> now I think this is good advice. The like, take it slow, give yourself time yeah. for like. You know, obviously, like we don't believe in this like uh, weird evangelical shit. Uh, of, of like course. treating virginity like it's you know this weird sacred thing but like if these are the decisions you made absolutely absolutely take your time get to know each other like uh don't yeah, there's no pressure it. have no sex pressure. or don't have it's sex I, that I'm, is I don't a care. good bit of advice immediately <laughs> yeah. undermined by morgan needing to clarify that he wasn't a pussy like that though that definitely means he was <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. so- needs he does but morgan can't even get through his first point which is like <laughs> hey it's okay to not have sex on your wedding night without being like but but i totally smashed it on my wedding night bro like beat that shit up bro you don't even know you don't even know <laughs> He, def- he he definitely like got got like half stuck in the menorah and then was like ah and then started crying. Yeah, and then fucking fucking like just like damn, I fucking rocked that. I rocked her world, man. That's the best he, it's ever like, gonna be. That poor that poor woman was like had like couldn't actually have sex for a week because she had to recover from the failed attempt for a while. <laughs> Gross. Again. Oh man, uh, Paul and Morgan, special people. Uh, yes. Second, second uh, tip: foreplay. It doesn't have to be sexual. Okay, okay, I'm getting further from being helped now <laughs> because, like, when Zachary, you say listen, when you you're, say you're, foreplay doesn't have to be sexual, now I'm wondering: is everything foreplay? <laughs> <laughs> listen, Zachary, I know Bella Bethany is outside waiting for you, um, and. <laughs> I just want you to know the sexiest thing you could do for her right now is light some candles and play some cribbage with her for three to five hours. I, like foreplay it, doesn't are, have to be sexual, my dude. Is is us recording a podcast foreplay? <laughs> <laughs> Every time, baby. That's true. That's true. All right, continue. Third, maybe the first actual mechanical. Again, it is shocking okay. to me that these like reactionary fucking assholes and check out our YouTube episode uh, that we did a while ago uh, for like why Paul and Morgan sucks so 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 so, so, so bad. So, 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 so it's bad. a good episode. They are also giving the best advice of anyone to date. <laughs> Sad for this podcast. Uh, one of the things they advise is lube. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, hey, yeah. that's helpful. I have, I have. 
I have a jug of something. It says it's silicon. I I don't. I, I, I slipped and hit my head on it once, but I I think it's the right stuff. Yeah, by all means, listen, by all means, any sexual activity you're getting up to, bring all the tools and toys that you need to make that as successful as you want to be. This is a Pro Lube podcast. We love lube. Uh, we treat the hardwood floors in our apartment with it year-round, just living in a slip inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so some I used to use moisturizer on my face. I stopped. Mm-hmm. Now what yeah. I do, I wake up, I wash my face, and I just put like tons of synthetic silicon anal mm-hmm. lube mm-hmm. all over it. I've never looked yeah. better. Never looked better. Zachary left our apartment in Los Angeles and moved to Kentucky just so that he could always look out his window and know that he was surrounded by KY. (laughs) That's so fucking stupid. (laughs) But true. But true. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. This is a pro loop podcast. We've already said that. That's stated. That's stated. In the context of maybe all the other advice, let us begin to conceive of the idea that the lubricant is in fact not a very helpful tool uh, in a relationship filled with a loving sex life, but in fact uh, a cover-up for a culture of sexuality that has uh, shamed these two. Sorry, Mm -hmm. shamed. Shame. Yep. Uh, Not taught them anything about the things that they need to do or uh, what a healthy sexuality would look like, or you know, even the concept of desire, consent, what that would look like, so that all of this is in fact being covered up by the lubricant, uh, because no one has taught these people how to like do the work of just having a decent sex life with each other. Yeah. And like, again, I'm not saying the people that like utilize you lubricant need a decent sex life. Wanna be very clear, not saying that. I'm just saying that like, once we acknowledge the other issues inherent in evangelical understanding of sexuality, uh, mm, it starts to take on a slightly different tenor. Yes, yes. There's a there's a there's a there's an implication. <laughs> there's an implication there, and that implication is not a reflection on any woman. Uh, it is merely an acknowledgement that all of this advice exists in an extremely patriarchal thing. But back to the fun. Back to the fun. yes. The next bit of advice that Paul and Morgan give, ladies and gentlemen, lower your expectations. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind in this bathroom <laughs> with my like giant one gallon uh, thing of, of, of lube and, and, and like my erection that I don't know what to do with. And I'm being told to lower my expectations. How much lower can they be? <laughs> For yourself? Unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's very interesting to me because how do Christians sell purity culture? How do Christians, how did they get you? How did they get you into this 19-year-old marriage, Allard? They promised you that sex was going to be fucking awesome. They promised you that, like, this is, God-honoring sex is going to blow your fucking mind. You're going to lose, you lose your shit. You're not going to be able to handle it. You're just going to be, like, shooting ropes all day, every day because of your love of the Lord. By the that way, and that's just not, that's not just men. That's men and women. They're yeah. just men and women Everyone. are just blowing Everyone ropes. Is shooting ropes. Okay, <laughs> but but when you get to their super secret, not unlike certain other sex, where like you got to get a few levels deep before they give you the weird underwear. You get a few <laughs> levels deep into the Christian purity culture, and all of a sudden it's lower your expectations. Or the next bit of advice: it's going to be uncomfortable, and you should expect to cry. Whoa. 
And listen, I, sex you, is emotional. Sex can be physically sure. uh, uncomfortable at times, especially when you're getting started. Like, none of these things are inherently wrong or untrue. And I'm certainly not trying to shame anyone that experiences those not. things. But, like, it's very funny that you, like, you can't do both. You're both keeping somebody in the darkness and then trying to give them, like, tools to navigate the darkness you left them in, but not teaching them how to turn on a light. This is extremely similar in tone and uh it's revealing nature to uh britney's britney's oh so tragic blog post yeah, yeah. Br britney's Again. britney's own personal lilith fair was just <laughs> like bumming me out it's uh it's disturbing again because i was googling like how do i have <laughs> sex with my wife and, and this it's is all what just I got it's all okay so you're googling how do how do christians have sex with their wives i was you're googling just getting... the most explicit terms i could think of for like no help me understand the mechanics of sex for my wedding night and i right. the only the only expectation i put on it which i think is a reasonable expectation for a 19 year old seminary student is that uh i put christian in everything that's the only right. thing i okay. did i was just okay, like, okay so here's the thing you're googling christians how to fuck and you're just getting here's what you're getting you're not getting you're not getting like how good it is you're getting relationship advice but really more than that you're just getting like you know you know when you go visit like duck how and there's like these like really moving and beautiful and ominous works of art outside about what happened in there you're just getting like paintings of ash colored skies <laughs> you're just no, what i'm you're, getting you're, I'm, you're... I'm going for advice and i'm getting damage control and i don't think it's a mistake <laughs> i don't think i'm being too ridiculous here when i point out that all of this damage control is mostly geared at women like no it's most of I the mean, articles i read were written yeah. by women and most yep. of them were for women. And I'm not saying that, like, that's where this stuff comes from. But I am saying that, like, who do Christians expect to be Googling? Please, for the love of God, how do I make my sex life better? They expect married women to do it. And what do they have to tell them? Lower your expectations. Well, you, you know, it's it's uh, it's like that meme that goes around. I gave you all the clues, Mr. Policeman. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... It's, it, you know, and, and to build a second reference on another reference, a hat on a hat. It's like when Dwight looks in the mirror and, and the mustache is on his face and he is the Scranton Strangler. It's we know who did it. We know who the villain is. All the information's right there, guys. We know, we know where the call came from. <laughs> it is. It is. There's something so tragic comic to like googling like how to fuck and christians and then it's yeah. like and then it's like just like all of a sudden you're reading angela's ashes like how did we end up here man? right and what's even funnier um is that like uh one of the that first the britney's thing when she was talking mm -hmm. about being adventurous and mixing it up she had a little asterisk i forgot to mention and when you follow the asterisk down to the bottom of the article it says for the record this does not include porn that's so intense. Uh, if you don't want to include porn, that's obviously totally yeah, definitely fine. Definitely don't do that if it's not no something problem. that you're feeling. But it's very funny to me that, like, it also but, doesn't include a lot of other things, Brittany, if right. I'm being honest. It's, it also, it's, it's not a very inclusive doctrine generally. They're just, they're stressing, these people are stressing me out with their sex lives, and I'm the one trapped in a bathroom, and I'm worried about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what it's like? It's like reading fucking... I'm, I'm all about the references this evening for some reason. Y'all will deal with it. It's like reading Possession when they're writing all these like letters to each other throughout. It's an epistolary novel. And you realize that their relationship is broken after a period of time because something happened between letters. It's like that. Like you just... You get this like absurdly almost crystal clear the same like portrait of like 
oh, something is big wrong here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The slow reveal of tragedy of like, you know what's not present here beyond just like mechanical advice or yes. like, uh, you know what is, is never present here is like mm-hmm. how to make sex more pleasurable for a woman. Yep. You literally know, never a part of it and this is even more important when you get to i actually found some mm. jabes dobson the doctor is in himself <laughs> mr Hell yeah. focuses on the family question to mr dobson okay. okay we're gonna for the record at this point zachary you in the bathroom have acknowledged that like there's just no chance that you're gonna learn how to have sex tonight there's just My- there's nothing out there in the world that you live in that is going to teach you how to do this so having accepted the best advice you got which is genuinely not bad advice is take a shower light some candles and play some cribbage till you fall asleep and cuddle which is genuinely not terrible advice for starting I, off a life i enjoy again. all those things but now my dick you know has kind of taken you know uh you know pulled himself off my body put together like a stick and wrapped mm-hmm. all of his worldly goods in a handkerchief <laughs> and started whistling and walked away and caught and started hitchhiking um, and, uh-huh, and that's just uh-huh. that's the situation where'd he get that fucking handkerchief that's what i, I don't know, know. <laughs> hairy bastard wish him well wish him well. yeah no I, I i i hope he can find some adventure i'm just imagining your balls sort of like long sufferingly shuffling forward one by one just just sort of like, <gasps> like so back to questions of shaft and ball. Yes. Now, uh, we had a little technical difficulty there, so I'm just going to move on. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave the question of whether the soul resides in the testicle or the shaft for the philosophers. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of like the question of free will versus, versus uh, determinism. Like, will they ever, it's not that they will ever solve it, but the, the asking of the question is what matters. Yeah. Uh, let's let's ask a question to one Carolyn Mahaney. Okay, shall we? Yes, Carolyn Mahaney uh, for longtime listeners of the show, wife of C.J. Mahaney, uh, who eventually left his uh, sort of sprawling SBC adjacent but slightly more charismatic evangelical organization uh, after covering up a bunch of child sex abuse. Super fun. Uh, this is his wife talking to women about how to be good wives. Okay, so. A woman from the audience asked the question, what is one thing you have learned that encourages your husband the most? As the other women on the panel answered, Carolyn pondered her response. Mm. She thought to herself, I know what CJ's answer would be, but dare I say that here? And then it was my turn. Make love to him, I blurted out. That's what my husband would say if we he was here. I don't think these people understand what words mean. But like, I don't think these people understand what sex is. I think that was your fundamental issue, Zachary. I'm not sure that any of these people have actually had sex. I realize that even in saying that, what we're actually covering up is a lot of horrifying sex yes. that is in fact yes. happening. But like, holy mother of God! It would like, be it would be way it'd be a huge improvement if they didn't have sex. Um, but here's the thing: I'm going to say. I'm going to push this a little further. If we consider yeah. sex as sort of a, a, a enjoyable thing between two people where they're, they're able to sort of find some pleasure together. Uh, in, in, the 69 in of it all, if yes. you will. Uh, these people might not be having sex because it sounds like only one party is, is doing something pleasurable, even a little bit. 
No, I mean, uh, I actually, I was really trying to create an episode that like wasn't going to reference uh, our purity culture episode mm-hmm. with Kim too directly because I thought she did a great job of, of like covering far that. better than we but, ever like, could. You know, and that's why I was Googling, like, literally, just give me advice for, like, the wedding night, guys. Christians, please tell me. And what I kept bumping into was more, like, purity culture bullshit. So they are creating this problem, and then they're selling solutions to the problems they created to the wives. And those solutions are literally, like, "Uh, just do it fast. It's okay if you don't like it. Get some lube, get in, get out. Yeah, it's not great. It's it's not great. It's it's, it's not great. It's it's an incredibly and listen, rich and terrifying portrait of. Uh, I am, in fact, the person that so many of these articles are written about. I am a Christian man, and I am married. Wow. Let me tell you, uh, I'm really, I, you know, I'm very very pleased with the sex life I have with my wife. Sorry if that makes you uncomfortable, Zachary. It definitely does. Um, I'm here to teach you. Um, but. You know what the most encouraging thing my wife can do for me is? <laughs> Has nothing to do with sex. Yeah, that's so weird. Absolutely nothing. It exists somewhere between like brownies and back rubs and telling me I'm a good boy. Like there are infinitely more encouraging things that my wife can do for me than have sex. I love the sex that we have, but that's like that's I don't walk out of it being like, man, I am so encouraged. In, in fact, some people have said encouragement has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if I was better at sex, I would feel more encouraged. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, hey, man, you try. Yeah. Uh, so, our final point <laughs> comes from one John Piper. Oh, that's right. I knew it. The Mac Daddy. Okay, it's in you know. It, it's, you know, it's in his name. I've got to be encouraged. He's laying the Piper. Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's a Piper. It's right there. Help me out. He really, he really should have been Dick Piper. Oh, that would have been the coolest Richard, name. Richard Piper. God damn it. It was right there. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Piper's here to pick a pick, pickle peppers. No, Mr. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Piper is here to tell us where contentment in sex comes from. Oh, okay. Such a such a funny lowering of the bar already. Yep. It's like, exciting. Contentment is good. I'm not anti-contentment. It's good to be content <laughs> in everything except building the communist uh, you know, world that we want to live in. Exactly. Uh but like a little contentment can be a good thing. Uh but you know where contentment in sex comes from, according to John Lay the Piper. <laughs> exactly. Where? comes from delighting in god okay (laughs) according to john mr pipe man you can have the best spouse on the planet enjoy the most fulfilling sex life imaginable but still this fact shall remain if your heart is not satisfied in god it will never be satisfied According to John Piper, your spouse is in fact a fluffer to help get you <laughs> ready for the real work of going to meet your savior. Can we? He says can, can we, spouses can, can be wonderful helpers. Yeah. But they are sorry saviors. Can we? Can we please 
I beg you, like like mm-hmm. like the horse girl on Twitter yesterday, please just don't try to fuck anything but people. Stop trying to fuck God, man. Just just can sex just be about your spouse, dude? Can we listen? Can we just listen, please stop, stop trying to seduce God and get to attacking and dethroning Him like we've always said? You know, you know uh, solid. You know, nuns. Uh, their whole premise. I've joked about this before, but is like they're married to God, and I always, I always think like Jesus did not agree to this. Jesus was like not like yeah, we're married. Like stop it's trying weird, to marry right? Jesus. And like I'm not. I'm not I'm not shitting on the nuns. The nuns are great. We love we love some nuns. Uh definitely the least problematic part of the Catholic Church. Um but it is it is very strange to me whenever these evangelical assholes try to uh bring Jesus into the bedroom, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And it's like a thing. Like all of these people are just having imaginary three ways all the time. Uh <laughs> and Zach is there a story you can remember about one Mark Lederbach that pertains to this? You know, I, I think there might be uh, when he would be. Mark Lederbach, professor of ethics at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, real G. And when he would be, he he would tell the story. It's not a private story. He would tell the story in front of dozens of people, if not more. In class. In class. In his classes. Hundreds. In between confessing his pornography addictions and whatnot. Hundreds, if not thousands of people have heard him say this, that when he would be making love to his wife at the moment of climax, what would he do, Michael? He would raise his hands and he would praise the Lord. Which... I don't want to be rude to God here, but I'm not sure it's God who brought you to climax there, Mark. I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Zach, I think I think it's very clear what you need to do. Yes. You need to get out of this bathroom. Okay. You need to cover Brookany head to toe in lubricant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you need to tell her that quickies are okay. Yep. Um, let's see what else. What else she have we got on the docket? She you won't enjoy to, this, but that's okay. Yeah, and that's okay. Uh, you need to uh pray without ceasing the entire time mm-hmm. that uh you are doing doing the deed, so to speak. And then uh, you need to remember that the purpose of the purposes of uh, sexuality and marriage is a conception of a child. <sighs> okay, I think I'm ready for a healthy sex we, life now. I think we nailed all the bases now. You know, can I can I say one more thing? And and that yes, I, you can. Um, I don't know. This is not to shame anyone for watching porn or whatever. I don't know if it's a coincidence though that you end up with a what appears to be an epidemic of women who have never been even near an orgasm, and then a crippling amount of men. It seems like complaining about watching too much pornography i don't know it just feels like there might be some sort of correlation there just speculating yeah no i mean uh i i i have much more complicated thoughts on like porn discourse oh sure oh sure i'm not trying to rage into the discourse what i'm really getting at is this sense of dysfunction on both parties and it's not really about whether it's not really about the, the, like whether porn's good or bad. I don't care about that right now. I'm just saying, like, I think there's a sense of dysfunction and disconnect between the two parties that uh, seems to be pretty profound to me if you look at it from a bird's eye or, dare I say, God's eye point of view. I think what blew my mind away is that in all this, uh, these different articles and stuff I was looking at, there was a, it was 
largely 80 85 percent of it was geared directly towards women and not a single mm-hmm. not a single article ever said make him do something that you like ask him to do something that you enjoy you know what maybe the reason you don't want to fuck him is because he doesn't isn't acting very fuckable yeah like maybe yeah. just maybe have him be the one that's trying something one time uh and again again just to be clear just to be clear just to sum up the statement of shitty christians on on this topic virginity is a myth be gay and do crimes sure uh if you're having straight sex you're already fucking it up like you've already unforgivably made an error in your sexuality (laughs) there's no way there's no way to have non-terrible straight sex it just can't happen yeah. Uh, yeah. As someone so, irredeemably straight, let me tell you, it's just the way it is. Facts. Facts. So fuck all of this shit. Fuck all of these terrible <laughs> gender norms. Uh, but it, it is hard not to like. I imagining myself in your shoes, Zachary, the shoes of a nineteen-year-old seminary student newly married to Brookeny, uh, in in the bathroom of, of their uh, probably <laughs> seminary, still on the seminary campus uh, honeymoon suite. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, God, how desperate would you have to be just for like some simple fucking information, man? Yeah. And just, like, just a, just a, if you, mm-hmm. if you followed all the rules, did all the things right, didn't kiss until your wedding, uh, you know, really genuinely give it your reward is being woefully unfucking prepared, not just for navigating a wedding night, who gives a shit, but for navigating your entire fucking life. Like, nothing that you learned in all of your feverish Googling will help you be a better partner, a better spouse, and least of all, a better fucking lover. So, good goddamn luck, Zach. Sorry. Sorry. You know what? Sorry to Brookany. That's who we're really sorry for. Always. Poor Brookany. She she will she'll never know the touch of a real man. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say to bring home episode 69 of nice. the podcast, Shitty Christians, except... Uh, nice any nice. zach anything to add i was gonna try to think of like uh, a genuinely good place to get sex advice but they're all problematic so do your best talk to your friends yeah Tw- twitter's talk, probably talk fine people that don't suck. twitter's probably fine <laughs> yeah, nothing t- bad's ever twitter happened will twitter. never and i repeat never lead you astray I saw- if you <laughs> see a person and their avatar is a a fox costume that they clearly constructed themselves out of bailing wire and chicken feathers that is who you need to trust. I think, I think, I think, uh, I do think I got, saw some of the best advices I saw for straight couples uh, ever was on Twitter. And it was just like, dudes eat the pussy. And I, I remember thinking like, that's a very, <laughs> that's a very concise bit of like straight sex yeah, advice. That, that is, I, sticks listen, with me. Is that some basic wisdom? Yes. But is it important? Also, yes. It's, is it infinitely more meaningful to actually <laughs> navigating uh you know to getting yourself out of that seminary hotel suite bathroom zachary yes dudes listen dudes dudes ladies wherever you're at on the spectrum uh non-binary peeps if you are so inclined eat the pussy yeah it let me put it this way if there is one near you that wants that is open to that and wants that from you just go for it and the, and that you also want Your yeah of course are also important of course, in this of course shout out to all of our peoples that are not interested in anything that begins with a p and ends with an us that's okay too we're here for you yeah 
and uh, that's all I gotta say. Uh, but uh, I'm excited for 69 more episodes, but Michael. Nice. Oh, the true number of completion. <laughs> And with that, my name is Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. My name is Michael Tabor. You can find me. Don't don't look me up. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye.